The world of the Mandela Effect takes a mysterious and tasty turn. And then pack your bags, we're going on a trip to Indiana. The state that no one can find on a map turns out to have some of the most bizarre hauntings in probably the entire country. So pick a number between 1 and 4 for this interactive adventure. How will you fare traveling through haunted Indiana? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. If you're playing pickleball, I hope it's extra loud. But someone who's come to hate pickleball, they're like, oh man, I joined the... Dead Rabbit Radio Patreon, and I got stuck on He just talked about pickleball. <laughs> like, hey, really like this paranormal podcast. I want to support the show and get a shout-out, and then all I did was talk about pickleball for 20 minutes. <laughs> Walking into Dead Rabbit Command wearing his pickleball uniform, everyone give it up for our returning Patreon supporter, JMD. Woohoo, yeah! Ha-ha! Woo, yeah! Walking on in. To Dead Rabbit Radio Command. JMD, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show, I totally understand. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. JMD, let's go ahead and get this party started. I'm going to go ahead and toss you the hair hang glider. Everyone grab onto his ankles as he jumps off the highest point of Dead Rabbit Command and glides us all the way out to a neighborhood. We're headed out to a neighborhood, and we're walking around. Just a normal-looking neighborhood, right? Cars in the driveways, kids playing around in the front yard, squirrels probably somewhere up in a tree, eating some nuts. This is a normal-looking neighborhood. And we see a young woman staring out the window. And you go, that's weird. Why is that person just, like, staring out their window like some super creep? And I go, well... What you're viewing, what you're seeing right here, is the newest fad in the world of the Mandela Effect. It's so weird. It's so minor. I've seen this question pop up several times now. So so there's the Mandela Effect, which is the big stuff. Like, when did Nelson Mandela die? Where's New Zealand at? Berenstain Bears versus Berenstain Bears. Those are the high-level stuff. But there's also, like, there's a community called Retconned. Which is kind of like minor day-to-day things. And people are like, dude, it's so weird. You guys won't believe this. I put put my keys on my desk. And then they weren't there when I went looking for them. And the normal person would go, well, that happens to everybody. And then they would just go, that's because reality's changing. The key should have been on the desk. Retconned does a lot of minor things. And it's real, it's super weird. It's one of the most interesting subreddits to go to because it is... Looking into the gaping maw of madness. There's a guy who has... Like, there's a guy who has a journal. I'll see if I can find this one. Because I just was like, what in the world is that? And then I kind of moved past it. There's a guy who has photos of a journal he takes. And he writes down observations he makes throughout the day. And it'll be like... Diet Coke used to be spelled... (laughs) Giant Coke or whatever. Like, what? No, it wasn't. It was never called that. Just weird. And most of it's stuff that I don't even know. It's like, did you know that graham crackers was originally invented by Charles Graham, but now they're invented by Lincoln Graham? I don't know. I have no idea who invented the graham cracker. Now you're just making me hungry. A lot of stuff like that on the retconned one. People will post things like, I used to get along with my friend, and now they don't like me anymore. (laughs) Fell into an alternate universe. It's super weird because they take it so seriously. Really, when they have a falling out with their friend, I'll see if I can. These aren't just examples I'm pulling off the top of my head. The giant Coke one was, but I'll see if I. Because a lot of times I read this stuff and I'm just like, this is so weird, and I don't bookmark it. I'm not really planning on taking notes on it to talk about it. But now that I'm actually like discussing this, I was like, oh, I need to find this. My I had a falling out with my friend. 
is it because we're in alternate universes now and my friend doesn't like me? <laughs> yeah, I did sleep with his wife, but, you know, in an alternate universe, I didn't. So he should, he should excuse that. But here's the thing, and I've heard other people bring this up. Someone posted online the other day, Mousy Bean, actually, we covered her story about the girl in the closet on Friday, a really creepy ghost demon story. I'll put that in the show notes, but I, a lot of you guys really like that one. Mousy Bean, she also posted on this subreddit, this retconned subreddit, and she had this poll. This is going to blow your mind. This is going to blow your mind for one of two ways. One, you're going to go, wow, people really think about this? Like, is that the state of the world? That people are concerned about this? Or it's going to blow your mind because you're going to be like, I think they're onto something. <laughs> I think you're onto something and I must grab my journal and start writing stuff down. Mousy Bean started this survey. When is the last time you saw a neighbor carry groceries inside? Now, the options, you probably need a little more than what she gave us. She gave us all the time. We always seen the neighbors bringing in their groceries. Never. That's a pretty big gulf there. Never, all the time, or once or twice occasionally really should have been the wording on that one, but when's the last time you saw a neighbor bringing the groceries? Now, I know some of you are like, man, people will believe in anything. And I know some of you guys are like, ah, it's, I've never seen a neighbor bringing groceries. What does this mean? So the retconned subreddit isn't just about Mandela effect type stuff. It's really veered into the NPC world. It's really become part of this whole, um, Living in a simulation, there's only a few real people. See, the real people actually go shopping and bring their groceries in because you need to eat. The simulated people don't. They actually never eat. What the question really is asking is, how many of your neighbors are real? And this is the results of the survey. 158 people said all the time. 275 people said once or twice, and 549 people, the number one, I think the number one, even if you combine the other two together, says never. I've never seen my neighbors carrying groceries. So this is this idea that the world is so much of a simulation, and it's the little things is how you can determine if someone's real or not, i.e. eating. Now, what's interesting here is that you're, you're picking a very, very specific thing that honestly a lot of people don't do nowadays. A lot of people just have their stuff delivered. And unless you are standing looking out your window constantly, you may not see your neighbors ever carry their groceries inside. One person, though, like, again, it's the little things that make this conspiracy theory weird, right? Or... or <laughs> Right now you're boarding yourself in your house. You're like, Jason, I've never seen my neighbors carrying groceries. And I've never even thought about it. This is blowing my mind. Like, again, <laughs> there is that thing. Like, I think a lot of you guys are like, wow, <laughs> he's right. I've never seen any of my neighbors eat anything ever. You're going to hold a big barbecue and you're like, hey, would you like hamburgers? And they're like, no. Are you a vegan then? I have this disgusting cabbage. <laughs> have a cabbage on the barbecue it's all smoldering they're like no hmm you're on a diet then how about this slim fast drink and they're like nope see here's the problem like but what if you found out that your neighbors weren't real you're like well he doesn't like meat and he doesn't like uh <laughs> he doesn't like cabbage that's on fire it looks like a fireball that mario would throw he doesn't like this he doesn't like this lukewarm slim fast that's been sitting out in the sun he must not be real. And then you start stabbing him to death. That might be a little bit of an escalation, but what if you knew... He's like, fine, I'll eat the cabbage. I'll eat the cabbage. He's bleeding out. Oh, dude, if you really want me to eat that stupid cabbage, I didn't know you were going to stab me a bunch of times. If you truly believe... This is what's dangerous about this, like as funny as it is. If you truly believe that you were one of the only real people, then what is to stop you from taking over because what would be the point right you're like oh that guy he has a really nice television set but he's just a bunch of ones and zeros so he probably just watches just watches 
like stupid math shows to learn about his relatives. I'm going to take his television set. Why not? Because he's not real. And then when the cops come and they're like, you're under arrest, you're like, what's your, what's your badge number? And they give it to you. You're like, ah, a real human would have a name. And you're all stabbing the cops. You're like, ah. So, I mean, again, extreme examples, but it's it's that slippery slope of losing touch with reality. This one guy says he's seen people walking around, grilling, cooking stuff. People walking around grilling, sitting outside, taking out the trash, but never once has he ever seen anyone in his neighborhood carry groceries into their house. One guy took it to the next level. This has not been the thing for me. This is 100%. Everyone I work with ever in any job is human. He goes, have you also noticed that when you're at work, none of your coworkers ever use the bathroom? Like, what are you talking about? Half of my workday is waiting for someone to leave the bathroom so I can use it. If you added up all the time I've spent over my 30 years of employment tapping my foot outside of a bathroom, it's a lot. It's a lot. That's not true. That's 100% not true. And then I thought this was interesting, too. This one guy, because, you know, all these people are responding to Mousy Bean's question. She's not the first person to ask this. I've seen this question all over these type of forums where people are talking about simulation theory, Mandela effects, retcons, all that stuff. One person said him and his girl, they would hang their clothes up on the washing line. It's weird. It's called a washing line, but it's for the clothes to dry. Doesn't make sense. In their backyard, they have a washing line where they throw their clothes on because they're too lazy to just toss them in the dryer. And they're like, ah, yes, these could be dry in 40 minutes, but instead I'll wait 48 hours and hope a bird doesn't poop all over my clothes. Ah, nature. And you're out there and he, he goes, me and my girl, we always hang our clothes up on the washing line. But no one else does. No one else in the neighborhood uses their washing line. And one day... He turns to his girlfriend and he goes, hey, isn't it weird that no one else uses the washing line in the backyard? And the girl's like, yeah, that is really weird. Like, all the houses have them, but nobody does. The next day, the man said that everyone in their neighborhood was using their washing line to dry their clothes. So again, basically what the idea is, is that they said something and the simulation picked up on it and goes, oh, we're not being accurate enough to what they expect. So re reload, 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 and then everyone else is putting their clothes up on the washing line. I mean, again, here's the thing. It's interesting. Is it a coincidence? Is he just making it up? It, whenever to- Every time someone uses a word like everyone, you, was it literally everyone? Was it just now his neighbor did it? Like there's some wiggle words in there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe it, that would technically fall into the category of the law of attraction, right? (laughs) Waste the power of the universe to make people dry their clothes in the most inefficient way possible. But that's where we're at with this, that they're actually like believing that it's a simulation and everything like that. So it's just a bizarre conspiracy. I wanted to share it with you guys. (laughs) Some of you guys were laughing. I know some of you guys are freaking out about it because you go, I carry my groceries in so many times a week. And I've never seen anyone. I mean, this is a conspiracy theory that it's so minor. It's funny. But at the same time, if you start to think about it, it could really mess with your head. You're like, what are they eating? How are they alive? I have to buy groceries all the time. How are they wiping their butts? How do they have makeup to put on their face? What is going on? As you're listening to this episode, the police are showing up, dragging you off to the loony bin. You're like, no. I blew it all open. I blew it all open and I definitely ruined your week. You'll never look at a bag of groceries the same way again. JMD, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the carpenter copter. We are leaving behind this neighborhood. Fly us all the way out to Indiana. Sweet home, Indiana. As the famous song never said, we're in the state of Indiana. Which I couldn't find on a map. I don't know nothing about Indiana. Just recently on the Shadowlands.net, I was reading all the ghost stories from the state of Indiana. And really, when you go to the Shadowlands.net and you pick a state, there's like two, three hundred, maybe even more per state. There's a lot of... It takes me hours 
to read through just one state and then I pick out the best stories to cover. What I learned quickly about Indiana, a lot of mundane ghost stories. A lot of ghost stories that just aren't super exciting. And I'm reading, I'm like, uh, okay, guy brutally murders his family on. <laughs> School teacher goes mad, shoots all of his pupil. Uh, wake me up when you get to the good stuff. This is all this stuff. Which those stories would be interesting, but I can't verify that they're true. A lot of times if I see something, I'll then go and try to find old newspaper articles about the event. And I'm not saying that no man has ever brutally murdered his entire family in Indiana, but, you know, I hope not. <laughs> Maybe that is one saving grace. They're like, we have zero guys murdering their entire family. I go, Indiana might be a great place to live, especially if you're not a dad. You're, you'll live longer. A lot of mundane hauntings, shadows, walking through graveyards, blah, 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 blah. However, I did find four of the weirdest hauntings. And let's go ahead and pick through these. But first, you pick a number between one and four because this is an interactive adventure. How will you fare in the state of Indiana? Will you survive? First off, we're headed to Bargersville. Apparently out in Bargersville, there's a bridge. A crybaby bridge. These are actually super common. They're all over the country, all over the world. But this crybaby bridge has a bit of a twist. Generally, if you don't know what a crybaby bridge is, it's just you drive to a bridge and you hear a baby crying. And it's a ghost, not a real baby. That's it. It's kind of lame, right? Like, you go out there to interact with the souls beyond all you get is a baby. You're like, I'm going to ask it so many questions about the meaning of the universe and life after death. And you just hear, wah, wah, wah. That would suck, dude. It would be the worst ghost. Like, you want an old man ghost because he can tell you a bunch of stuff about being alive. He's like, save your money, son. Oh, penny, penny saved is a penny earned. He just read he just read some book. He's giving you all this Reader Digest level of advice. But then he can also give you ghost advice, too. Like, dude, you've been dead since, like, the 1800s. What's it like up there? And he's like, oh, yes. As my good friend Benjamin Franklin once told me. Shut up! Shut up, Benjamin Franklin! Say something original, ghost man. Crybaby bridges just have little babies crying, ghost babies. But this one, if you head out to this old town next to Bargersville... You drive to this bridge, you stop your car. It's an old-timey bridge, too. It's not like a super well-trafficked highway bridge. Cars are all crashed behind you. You're like, I don't know if there was a ghost yet, but there's a bunch of ghosts now. As you're watching people fly out of their windows at 60 miles an hour, you're like, wow, amazing ghost stories someday, but not tonight. You go to this bridge out in the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of Podunk. Stop your car, turn the lights off, turn off your radio, you're completely silent. And I, I've never encountered this in a crybaby bridge story. This is absolutely terrifying. Shut your lights off. Dead quiet. You will see a baby. A baby will manifest and crawl across the road in front of you. That's terrifying. I've never seen a crybaby bridge where you actually see the baby. We've covered ones. Usually I don't cover them because they're super lame, right? It's just, the, it's just a dead child crying for eternity. But I'll cover them if there was one we had where you, if, you put candy, if you put candy bars out on the bridge, they magically disappear. Can you believe that? You're out in the middle of nowhere surrounded by raccoons and possums and rats. <laughs> You put a candy bar down and you turn around. <laughs> you turn back, candy bar's gone. It's paranormal. The idea was that there was ghost kids eating that. I've never imagine how shocked you would be. And if you pick number four, this is you. You're driving through. <laughs> That'd be even funnier if you didn't know this was a thing. You're a traveling salesman. You're like, oh man, I can't wait to get to this new city to sell this suitcase full of knives. And you're driving through town and you took a wrong turn. So now you're driving through Podunk late at night. And you see this old creepy bridge ahead of you. <laughs> like, oh, yes, old creepy bridges. That's my fetish. And that's why it's taken me a long time to travel through America. I had to stop at every creepy bridge and enjoy it in the way that I enjoy my fetish. 
So you drive your car up on the bridge and you look around, make sure no one else is there. And you go, ah, yes, I'm going to turn my car off and I'm going to shut off this radio. (laughs) It's just a radio of someone talking about bridges. It's the bridges in Madison County. You're like, oh, my my favorite audio book. I've heard it a million times. You shut off your radio and your car's, you're completely in the dark. You're sitting there and you're like, ah, yes, there's nothing like an old bridge in the middle of nowhere to get the blood pumping. Imagine if you had zero idea what to expect. It would be shocking as a ghost ghost investigator, as a paranormal researcher, to see a full-body apparition of a baby crawl across the bridge. But imagine if you were just out in that neck of the woods one night, and then you shut your car off, and you're like, ah, I'm going to catch a few Zs out here in the middle of nowhere, and you saw a baby crawling across the bridge. That's terrifying. Like, that's such a creepy visual. A baby crying, you could attribute that to all sorts of things. You're hearing stuff. It's the babbling brook underneath the bridge. Whatever. But seeing a human baby walk around in the darkness, I can't imagine how chilling that would be. I'm assuming it was wearing a diaper, too. But I don't know why. I mean, maybe the baby died before diapers were invented. I'm sure diapers have always been around. I'm sure, like, the Egyptians have, like, I don't know, cloth diapers, right? I'm sure cavemen have like little leopard skin diapers like Game Bam. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm assuming it had a diaper on. But I don't know why that matters. It's a baby in the middle of nowhere. Would you get out of the car? Like if you knew it was a ghost, you'd probably know better. To be like, nah, nah, that's just a phantom baby. But if you were driving through town, you ended up here and you jump out, you say, baby, if you pick number four, you're like, oh man, no, no. You jump out of your car and you go, baby, baby, what are you doing out here? <laughs> I don't know why you think you can talk. You're like, oh, it's kind of a dumb question. You say you start walking towards the baby and you go, baby, oh, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to pet you because like, that's what you do to a human baby. And you pick the baby up and you're like rubbing its back and you're like holding it all close. And then you go, how did you get out here, baby? And you're like looking around in the darkness. You're like, is anyone lose their baby? Baby. And you hear echoes, so you're like, that means no one else is around. I just got this human baby. I don't know what to do with it. And then you put it in your car, and you're like, I don't have a car seat for you, buddy. <laughs> Sit on this suitcase. Sit on this suitcase of knives, young man. Little baby, little little shoulder strap seatbelt holding him in. You sit on a suitcase of knives, and you drive. You would just leave. You would take the baby. And you would think, you know what, I'm going to take this baby to the hospital because that's where a baby belongs. It's just like a baby wandering around in the middle of the woods. Maybe he's like cut up or something like that. So you start driving to the hospital, but then you think, what if this is not a baby after all? What if this is uh, like a deformed? <laughs> what if this is a deformed leopard? What if this is just a giant deformed leprechaun and not a human baby? If I take it to the hospital, they'll get the gold and all of his wishes. So you decide you're just going to keep him as your traveling companion. And this little, this little ghost baby is like, hey, I'm finally off the bridge. No one ever picked me up. They just would see me and then they would turn their lights on and go screaming, driving away. And I would barely avoid them each time. But you, if you pick number four, this baby loves you now. He goes, you know what? This isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> speed bumps those knives are all poking him ah can you at least close the suitcase he's like no 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 i have to keep the, the knives nice and shiny i like the sun to be on him you just have to sit on this open suitcase of knives but i'm gonna call you barnaby and you and this baby go on a magical adventure he's not actually a deformed leprechaun you realize that <laughs> you realize that after he turns seven he raises him Every day you wake him up, you're like, where are my wishes? Where are my wishes? He's like, ah, I have to get ready for school. Quit pestering me about your wishes. I don't know what you're talking about. Where's your gold, son? Where's your gold? But eventually you realize he's not a deformed leprechaun. He's just a human baby. And then he goes, yeah, back in the 1800s, I was on a wagon train going through Indiana. We're trying to get to Oregon or something like that. And then my mom dropped me headfirst into the river. And my head got stuck between two rocks and I drowned. My mom didn't even try helping me. <laughs> she was drowning too. She didn't leave it after me, but then she got washed away by the river. Ah, what a loser. And then my ghost haunted that bridge. 
For a hundred years, no one ever bothered to pick me up, but you did. Thank you for taking me in. Thank you for being my parent. There you go. That's a good ending. If you pick number four, you have a... That's a terrifying ending. I have a seven-year-old ghost child. That's terrifying. What are you talking about? Not only do I have to, like, pay bills... For a kid and feed him. I have to buy groceries now for my kid who shouldn't exist. At any point, he could become some sort of specter from beyond. I don't really trust that he's just a human baby. Well, let's go ahead and move on. We're still in Indiana. We're going to move to Bunker Hill. We're going to Bunker Hill. Apparently, there's a place called Peaceful Acres. I looked that up. Peaceful Acres apparently is a mobile home park in the nearby town of Peru. And there's a forested area between Bunker Hill and Peru. So I think Peaceful Acres, it either refers specifically to the mobile home park or it's on the outskirts of it. Apparently at Peaceful Acres, if you go to Lot 3, there's a chicken coop. Chickens all walking around and stuff. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes... You go to the chicken coop. It doesn't even say you have to do this at night or during the day. You can do this on 4th of July for all I know. Lot 3 in Peaceful Acres, there's a chicken coop. If you go to that chicken coop, you will see the specter of a man floating over the chicken coop. So I want you to picture that in your head. A man floating over a chicken coop. Picture that. How do you picture that in your head? And I'm going to give you Give you some details and see how close they are to what they really see. A man floating over. I kind of, at first, if someone just told me that, I would imagine like a dude like Dr. Manhattan or like Superman just kind of like standing there straight up floating over the chicken coop. Like the chicken coop doesn't really matter. It's just that's where this thing was manifesting. He's like looking out over the area going, ah, evil, evil around every corner. But me... This floating guy just standing straight up. That's how that'd be. Wait, 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 is this a superhero? Is this a superhero ghost? That's amazing. This is the ghost of Superman. Are you telling me the ghost of Superman's real? No, I meant like a man standing straight up, stiff as a board. Kind of floating there, looking out over the landscape. That's how I pictured him. Let's see if you pictured him the same. This guy, he's floating over the chicken coop. He's floating on his stomach. <laughs> it's so confusing. You're like, wait, Jason, hold on. Imagine, okay, imagine, imagine you were Superman and instead of standing straight up, hovering over the ground, he was flying. So he's on his stomach, right? He's like stretched out like he's doing a blank. He's floating over the chicken coop, looking down at the chickens like he wants to eat them. <laughs> like, wait, Superman, Forget Superman. Superman's not trying to eat chickens. Hold on. What I'm trying. What I'm trying to say. Okay, don't imagine Superman. Don't imagine Superman. Imagine a old homeless bum floating over a chicken coop, wanting to eat the chickens. That's what it looks like. That's what it is. It's the. It's a ghost of a man who's wearing a bandana. And he's looking down at the chickens hungrily. That's how they described it. So he's not like this noble spirit flying around. He's hungry. He wants to eat chickens. But he can't eat the chickens. Not because he's a ghost. That's probably part of it. But he has no teeth. <laughs> this ghost. <laughs> this might have to be the most confusing way I've ever told a ghost story. There was a three-minute way to describe this. I dragged it out for so long on this already really long episode that I'm recording as I have to pack to get ready to go on vacation. But anyways, there's a man. He looks like a bum with no teeth, floating over a chicken coop, hungrily gazing down, and the locals call him the Toothless Wonder, which might be one of the best names I've ever seen. Most ghosts don't have names. Or if they do, there's Earth names. Like, we think her name was Elizabeth. The Toothless Wonder. It's a ghost with no teeth looking over 
these chickens. He wants to eat them, but he can't. So if you pick the number one, one day you're walking through Peaceful Acres, and you go, you know what? I really would like to some chicken today. But I don't want Kentucky Fried Chicken. I want to make my own chicken. I want an Indiana Fried Chicken. So you're walking through the neighborhood and you hear the telltale sound of a bunch of chickens in the distance going bah, 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 bah. and you go, you know what? Can you own a chicken? Isn't a chicken just like a bird? No one owns sparrows. No one owns seagulls. So I think it's legal for me to strangle the next chicken I see. It would be just like if I strangled a seagull. I think that's illegal. I don't think you're allowed to just strangle random birds, but... It's not stealing. You can't own a bird. You can own a dog. You can own a cat. But you can't own a bird because you can't say, a chicken I own, but the sparrow in the tree above my house, I don't own that. That sparrow can go anywhere. So legally, maybe not legally, because again, you just can't brutally slaughter animals. Maybe you can actually if you're hunting. So you could probably, like, your honor, (laughs) strangling chickens in the courtroom, let me show exactly what I did, Your Honor. Bring out Exhibit A and the jury's like, what? No, please don't, please. We'll find you not guilty. Just don't do that. That's how I did it, Your Honor. And that chicken belonged to nobody. So you were walking through lot three and you see these chickens and you're like, dude, ah, the perfect not crime because technically I'm not doing anything illegal. <laughs> you keep saying that, but you know it's not true. You're like, well, I'm trespassing at the very least. I'm going to grab one of these chickens and make some Indiana fried chicken. So you break open the coop and a bunch of the chickens go running, but you grab one. You're like, aha, I got you. And I'm going to take you home, cook you up. You're going to go in my belly. And then you're walking away. You hear a gazooks. You turn around. You're like, what? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Did a bazooka Joe comic book come to life? Who says that word in real life, huh? And you thought you saw, like, something fly above your head. <laughs> You're like, was it Superman? I gotta, okay, I gotta finish this. It's gonna go on forever. Anyways, you go back to your house. You go back to your house with this chicken, and you're like, um, I'm gonna cook you, but first I want to <laughs> taste you. You're all licking it. You're like, yeah, yeah, that'll hit the spot. In the end, fried chicken, here I come. But then, when you go to put the chicken in your chicken cooking pot... All of a sudden, you go, oh. You go, hmm, that's weird. My jaw hurt all of a sudden. But it has nothing to do with me just licking this chicken. (laughs) Causation or correlation, I'm not for sure. You go to cook the chicken, and all of a sudden, you go, oh, and your whole jaw starts hurting, and then all your teeth fall out. You're like, oh, no. And what happened was, just to speed things up, because this guy went on for 10 minutes, each tooth falls out individually. It's on day 82. Another tooth leaves your mouth. What happened was Toothless Joe finally got his wish. He could eat any chicken he wanted. But he saw how evil you were. If you made number one, you're like, I I totally forgot this was interactive. I don't even remember what number I picked. Toothless Joe came after you because he always wanted those chickens. He wanted to eat them. But he learned to love them over the course of hundreds of years as he was flown over this coop. He saw babies being born and then goes, Ah, Esmeralda, you finally had your... 10 babies, 10 babies a week. Chickens are always laying eggs. He's like, oh, I know all your kids' names. And he learned to love them. He didn't want to eat them anymore. But when he saw you, number one, break the chicken coop, he's like, no. And he's flying like Superman. He's flying. <laughs> he has like a little bandana cape. He has a little picture of a bindle, a little hobo bindle on his chest. He's like, aha, he goes into your body and takes all your teeth out one by one and they all fall out. You're like, no. And then he releases your chicken, lets it run away. And then Toothless Joe. <laughs> what did it say? Toothless Wonder. That is a superhero name. That's totally a superhero name. As you're picking your teeth up off the ground, he's kicking them. He's kicking them away from you and stuff like that. And he goes, evildoer, you thought that you could eat that chicken that chicken wasn't for you. That chicken was for someone else to eat. That's why they had him in the first place. They were eating their babies every single day, and eventually they were going to eat her. But the Toothless Wonder is here to stop you from eating that chicken. And he keeps kicking your 
your teeth around the floor out of your grasp. So if you pick number one, you have to spend your rest of your life as the <laughs> as the toothless wonder sidekick. Gummy. You have no teeth either, and your name's Gummy. And you guys fight chicken-related crimes. Most of the time, you guys just float. Most of the day, you just float over a chicken coop. But if you ever hear a chicken-related crime anywhere in the state of Indiana, the Toothless Wonder and Gummy will be there to save those chickens. We're not going to be able to do all four. <laughs> You're like, just, damn it. You've done this before. You make us pick a number between one and four. You're only going to have three choices? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Because I do not have enough time to do four more. So if you pick the number... <laughs> it's such a mess. It's such a mess. If you pick the number two or three, this is you. Two or three. You guys are going to come together. The other story I'll save for another episode. Because it is absolutely bizarre. But I'm just running out of time for this one. Let's head off to Mecca, Indiana. If you enter Mecca from the east side past the bridge, you will see a large man wearing flannel. He'll be wearing dressed in flannel, which we do see paranormal reports of the flannel man. It's a snazzier dressed version than the shadow man. This is not the same type of flannel entity. You're driving through this area of Mecca, you'll see kind of in the bushes a man wearing flannel. And he's carrying either a weed eater, or a weed whacker is what we always call them, a weed whacker, or a chainsaw. Super spooky. One of those is spooky. The other one is mildly annoying. If someone was hitting you with the weed whacker, you'd be like, bro, stop. It's not hitting you right in the eyeball. <laughs> that would hurt. I'd prefer not to have a weed whacker hit my eyeball 50 times a second. But if someone was attacking me with a weed whacker, I'd be like, ow, dude. If you're driving through this area, there's not really many reports of people encountering him on foot. I'm sure it's happened, but if you're driving through the area, he will try to get into your car. Which, again, not something you want. To. <laughs> he's like sitting there, he's all knocking on your car door with the chainsaw. He's like, uh, can I get a ride? He tries to get in your car. Uh, now we It's interesting because we have all these combinations of legends, right? We have the Flannel Man. Now we have something like the Phantom Hitchhiker. This man will try to get into your car if you let him in, which I do not recommend at all. Weed whacker or chainsaw to let a giant man into your car. He will ask you to take you to the white horse. Like Twin Peaks or something, right? The white horse. And you get him in your car. Apparently this is how the legend goes. You have to let him in your car. There's so many stories where it's like Bloody Mary comes out of your mirror and then she wants to go shopping with you. You let this dude in your car, and you're taking him to the white horse, and his hands are completely green. He has green hands, and he goes, look, my hands are green. This all he ever talks about is this crippling, crippling disability. No, his hands aren't green because of, like, low blood circulation. He works all the time. Apparently, when you put this guy in your car, you're like, Jason... Is this a real guy? Is this a real guy? This this phantom seems quite odd. You let him in your car. He constantly talks about how much hard work he does. And he goes, you see how green my hands are? That's because I don't wear gloves. I don't wear gloves and I work outdoors all the time. So my hands are stained green. You're just like, whatever, bro. You're like driving. You shouldn't have let him in the car in the first place. This is kind of on you. So talking about his hands and how green they are. And then he asks you, do you work a lot? Do you do a lot of work? And you're like driving your car and you're like, yeah, I guess. Um, I'm an Uber driver. You're going to pay for this, right? You're driving around on the white horse. Yeah, I work. And then he goes, show me your hands. Show me your hands. And he starts to demand. <laughs> he starts to demand that you show me your hands. And no matter what. If you show the flannel man your hands, he screams out, Them's woman hands! Now, like, wait, wait, that's the end? Hold on. I read this website, theshadowlands.net, for hours. Every week I pick a state. It probably takes me three 
two to three hours to read a single state, sometimes longer. And I'm reading all of this stuff, reading all these stories. A lot of stuff that I don't use. I only use maybe, maybe like 5% of the entries to finally I'm reading all this stuff. And I get to this account in Mecca, Indiana, and I'm reading it. Whoa, he has a chainsaw. That's spooky. Weed eater, whatever. I'm reading it. He's trying to get in your car. I was like, well, that's pretty aggressive ghost right wow they actually let him in the car i guess we let phantom hitchhikers in the car and i'm reading all of this stuff eating my morning bagel num 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 and then i'm reading it them's woman <laughs> that's fantastic what an amazing ghost it's the rodney dangerfield of spirits he insults you i'm reading this and then I get to probably the best sentence I've ever read. I On the Shadowlands.net or any ghost hunting site ever. This quote. It said, quote, The scariest part of this site, meaning this haunting in Mecca, Indiana. The scariest part of this site is, he is real. He is not, he is not a ghost. It says, the scariest part of this site is he is real. He is not a ghost. The reason why he asks for a ride. <laughs> so this is not even, this place isn't even haunted. It's just some guy out there. He's out there all the time with a chainsaw or weed whacker. Constantly harassing people. <laughs> it says, the reason why he asks for a ride is because he is a hobo bum who doesn't have a license. I want to mention too that the white horse, that place where he wants to go, the white horse is a bar in, is, is a bar in Indianapolis, which is an hour and a half away. So if you pick this guy up, you're stuck with him. You're not going to be able to get this guy out of your car. Okay. Okay, it was getting a little too silly there. Had to find my bearings. Took a day off. Got got the flu. I'm recording this part a day later. I was getting too silly, too giggly. Now it's time to take things serious. I have a cupboard full of chicken noodle soup. And I'm going to record this. And I actually came up with a good idea. So if you picked number... Two, we're going to divide it up. If you pick number two, you find yourself in a dark warehouse. A very serious warehouse. There's no funny pictures up on the wall. And you're strapped to a chair. You're like, huh, what? Huh? All I did was pick number two and I'm sitting in this very serious dark room strapped to a chair. And you realize it's not just any chair you're strapped to. I mean, sure, it has four legs and a little back. It wants to be comfortable, but there's no seat to the chair. It's just like a wooden frame, and you feel lodged in between your butt cheeks. See, nothing ever good happens down there, ever. Lodged in between your butt cheeks, you feel the cold steel of a chainsaw. So you're sitting on a chainsaw, in a dark warehouse. I mean, there's really no worse way to wake up. And all of a sudden, you hear in the darkness, uh, you're finally awake. Finally. And you don't recognize the voice, but the way that those hands are clapping together, you go, I've heard a lot of hands clap in my life. Those hands, those are green hands clapping. I can hear, I can hear the chlorophyll as they're slapping together and it is the green hand man he's like finally you've found yourself in my warehouse my very serious warehouse with a chainsaw lodged in between your butt cheeks this is your fate if you pick number two you're trapped in this warehouse and you have a pedal that your foot is placed on the first thing you do is get off of it you're like, let me out let me out no 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 you can't escape keep your foot on that pedal i should have probably told you that right away your foot's on a pedal, and Green Hand Man says, "All you had to do was take me to a bar. <laughs> all you had to do was take me to a bar an hour and a half away, and he didn't." So I knocked you out, and I tied up your woman hands, and now you're strapped to this chair with a chainsaw lodged between your butt cheeks. If you remove 
your foot from that pedal, it'll activate the chainsaw. You're going <laughs> to cut your butt up, among other things. So, you have to keep your foot on that pedal. It's like a wah-wah pedal for a guitar, but he has it rigged up to this chainsaw. He's like, oh, that's my only chainsaw. I'm supposed to do my chainsaw job now. He's like, hurry up, hurry up, take your foot off that. Imagine this be some test of human endurance. You want to see how long you can last, but he's like, oh, wait, some guys are paying me. They're going to drive me to the bar if I cut down these trees for them. So he throws a bunch of cockroaches right at your feet, and he goes, now move your foot, huh? Move your foot now, and you're like, nope. (laughs) Nope, not at all. Not all cockroaches are crawling up your legs, and you want to, like, well, here's the thing. If cockroaches are crawling up your legs, even if you moved it, you're still strapped to the chair. Like, you, you can probably, like, shake them off. But, you know, you're you're going to get chewed up with this chainsaw. You're not going to take your foot off the pedal. And it, it's just cockroaches. Cockroaches versus a chainsaw in your anus. So you just let the cockroaches crawl up your leg, and Green Hand Man is like, hmm, I expected you to break. What if I threw a bunch of snakes on you. <laughs> Where are you getting all this stuff from? He's throwing all these... Well, you know, luckily you recognize these snakes in the dark as they're slithering against you. You're like, these are garter snakes or garden snakes, whatever they're called. They're not poisonous. They won't... They won't... <laughs> they're biting you. You're like, well, I'm still not poisoned. It's intensely painful. Ah! But I'm not going to move my leg. And you figure, like, with the cockroaches and the snakes, eventually they're all going to slither up to your rest of your body. They're not living on your legs forever. So actually, that's what you do. You keep your foot. Some of you already took your foot off the pedal and died horribly. You're like, cockroaches, no. But if you are of sound mind, you're like, come here, cockroaches, snakes. Crawl into my torso. Crawl up farther. Yeah, yeah. Like right there. And they're wrapping around you. And the cockroaches are now scuttling across your skin. And you wait till they're all on the back of your neck. And then you start like moving around in the chair. And so the cockroaches fall down your back into your butt crack. And you keep doing that until there's enough cockroaches in between your butthole and the chainsaw. I mean, here's a big gamble. (laughs) This is a huge gamble. You're like, never have I ever had to do a math problem. How many cockroaches does it take to jam in my butt crack between a chainsaw? So I won't die. And you're like, maybe just a couple more. You're shaking some snakes down there. They're also slithering around in your butt crack. And then you go, I think that's about it. I'm taking a risk here. I'm taking a risk here. And you slowly start to take your foot off the pedal. If you made the right assumption, the chainsaw is only going to chew up a bunch of cockroaches and (laughs) splatter guts all over you. And you'll be able to break free. But if you are one cockroach short... It's not only going to cut through all the cockroaches and the snakes, you're going to feel that worrying blade of the chainsaw tear through your body. That's if you pick number two. Good luck. Hopefully you can do the math. <laughs> you have to go call up a mathematician and be like, hey, uh, buddy, I got a question for you. If X equals <laughs> the number of cockroaches in my butt crack, you they hang up. Mathematician's like, nope, don't want to hear the rest of that problem. If you picked number three, remember he had a chainsaw and or a weed whacker. If you pick number three, you're sitting in a dark room and you hear a... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll skip the introduction. It's Green Hand Man he's clapping. And you're like, what am I doing in here? And he goes, oh, sorry. And he turns the light on and you're sitting in the comfy chair and he's like, I need a partner for my weed whacking business. You're like, huh, what? And he's like, yes, how would you like to make $80,000 a year? All you have to do is walk around this weed whacker and <laughs> stand by the side of the road. This is my side hustle. I stand by the side of the road and I take a weed whacker and I ask for a ride. And when someone gives me a ride, I say, drive me to the white horse. And they think it's because we're just alcoholics and there's nowhere else to drink. But no, they're wrong. What we're going to do is we're going to lean out of their moving vehicles with these weed whackers and chop up the grass on both sides of the road. <laughs> You're like, you make seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Who pays us? Well, the government does. The government does. <laughs> like, is this guy just insane? Is he just making this up? I'm pretty sure I heard someone in the room next to me go, ah, yes, enough cockroaches, I think. And then you heard a chainsaw 
start going. And you're like, I don't know, this guy might be legit. He might be insane, but sure. And so you grab a weed whacker off the wall. He has a hundred of these things. And then you're sitting outside in the hot Indiana sun and a car pulls up. And you're like, hey, man, we're not ghosts. We're real people. <laughs> That's how you have to introduce yourself from it here on out. Hey, yeah, we're not ghosts. He gives you a matching flannel shirt. We're the Green Hand Men, and we're going to hop in your car and weed whack all the way to Indianapolis. And the driver's like, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Some hitchhiker just tried to get into my car with a bloody butt, and I got past him. So, yeah, sure, jump on in. So, you're sure enough, you're driving on the road, and you have the weed whacker out, and you're just weed whacking. And then when you get to the White Horse, the mayor of Indianapolis is there, and he has $80,000 in each hand. <laughs> his giant hands, his hands are also green. He's like, welcome, welcome into the White Horse. Here you go. It's $80,000 a month. And you're like, huh, what? And yes, $80,000 a month to weed whack all over Indiana. So then you go on a road trip with this insane... Well, you thought he was insane, but it turns out that he actually has a viable business. <laughs> it's probably not super safe, right? <laughs> Leaning your head out of a car with a weed whacker. It's not super safe. That's why you get paid $80,000 a month. But you're doing your part. You're making good cash. You're keeping Indiana free of weeds, whacking them left and right. And not only that, you made a good friend. It turns out the Green Hand Man wasn't a villain at all. Sure, he insults people for not having green hands, which is basically every other human on the planet, except the mayor of Indianapolis. And you! Because over time, your hands start to turn green, but it turns out it's not that bad. Because not only is it green with fragments of weeds it's also green from all the cold cold cash you're constantly carrying so there you go the difference between basically being a millionaire right eighty thousand dollars a month i don't want to do the math but that's a lot of money it's over eight hundred thousand so in two years you'd be a millionaire the difference between that and sitting in a pitch dark warehouse with the chainsaw lodged in your butt crack is was literally one digit which number did you pick? You're like, dude, I was gummy. I was gummy. I was a superhero, I guess. Which is better than having a chainsaw on your butt, but I wanted to be the weed whacker guy. Well, we always can't get what we want, but sometimes we get what we absolutely don't want that's covered in cockroaches and snakes. Trying to figure out how many is enough to stop the chainsaw from tearing your insides open. So there you go. Which fate did you have? Was it one you wanted? Probably not. They're all quite terrible, but that's what makes the journey through haunted Indiana so much fun. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great week.